Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to FS Changemakers. And as usual, we have a terrific woman joining us who will be sharing her journey with us today and inspire everybody who's listening. Uh, the person with us today is Gauri Das. Uh, Gauri is an engineer turned HR professional. Uh, she spent the last 15 years of her life aligning HR strategy with corporate goals for companies. Uh, currently, she's the HR head of India Factoring and Finance Solutions Limited. Uh, amongst many other uh, awards, uh, she's been recognized as an HR 100 under 40 by Top HR Mind India. And she's also been uh, recognized as LinkedIn Person of the Year 2020. Uh, welcome, Gauri. It's a pleasure to have you with us at FS Changemakers. Thank you so much, Adarsh, and uh, the platform FS Chainmakers. Uh, you have created an amazing platform for women to come forward and share their stories and inspire others. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Uh, you know, it's just our pleasure that we get the opportunity to talk to amazing women like yourself. Uh, so Gauri, let's start uh, right at the beginning. How did you end up uh, being a human resources uh, professional? Was it by choice or something that happened by chance? Yeah, so um, those days, there were no psychometric tests to find out what you are good at, what is your aptitude and your liking. Uh, so I just followed the path of uh, my family. My brother was an engineer and that's how. And um, usually we used to have only two choices. It could be medical or engineering. We did not have a profession like blogging at that point of time. So since I was very poor in, uh, in handwriting and drawing, I chose engineering. So that's how engineering happened. But in third year, of, by the time I was in third year of my engineering, I realized that I'm not made for machines and I need to have a different profession. So the guidance came in form of uh, one of my management professor engineering. We had a management subject as well. And he said that Dave Ulrich is writing new uh, HR management from personal. It is changing to HR. And I think you will be a good HR leader and you should venture into this area. So that's how HR happened. Great, great. Uh, so uh, Gauri, you've now been in the field for the last 15 years and uh, how have you seen the relationship between organizations and their employees evolve over these last 15 years? And which direction do you see this headed in? Yeah, so I have seen a lot of change in terms of uh, it being employer-driven place to now all about employee experience. And now we think about when, as an employer, when I'm designing something, uh, it's all about employee experience, employee engagement. Earlier, it was all about, okay, there are a few jobs. And if you want to be here, you have to follow my rules. So the tables have turned, really turned. And uh, I'm talking about those employers which are counted in good employer brands. They do, they go extra mile for their employees and do, they do whatever possible on earth to support them so that they get maximum engagement and productivity and to a certain extent loyalty, which is not a norm now. Nobody's staying for many years in one organization, uh, but organizations are going that extra mile to, to woo the people, woo candidates who are really good. Cool. Uh, and, you know, we are, we are sitting right now in 2021. It's been more than one year with this entire uh, COVID pandemic having, you know, hit us. And uh, 
companies across the world have moved to a work from home environment there have been multiple other changes which have happened in the way companies operate uh, because of the challenges posed by this entire situation so as the hr head at your organization uh, how have you dealt with this situation what are some of the challenges that you've had to face etc so let's talk about uh, in what industry is doing uh, so lot many things number one i would say would be empathetic leadership right from uh, movement from this uh, micro management to now empowerment is uh, what is all about the covid has taught us this is most important lesson so any discussion like you and i when we started this conversation it was all about how's your family how are you doing and that has moved to workplaces also so every day even if it is a daily meeting people are talking about how are you keeping well how's your family and all of it so that's one the empathy piece and the second not only asking what is happening but also supporting them for example someone has very young kids and they do not allow them to work during day time so you allow them to operate from 11 pm to 7 am your work is ready but they can do it at peace and they can be with their kids also when they are awake so that that are the things uh, which are being done when it comes to empathy another thing is uh, skilling a L- lot of focus is on skilling because according to me there are three s in people's mind number one is safety so health and safety measures are most important thing currently anybody entering office forget office even at home people are worried about uh, what's happening to their health and now situation is really grim so that is one thing second s is security companies are also facing a hit and uh, job security is another thing which is in people's mind and third is scaling because digitization has been has been accelerated by many folds whatever was to happen 5 years 10 years down the line has happened already so jobs are definitely the monotonous one are at stake and that's where one has to reskill upskill and skilling is another thing so these are three themes along with empathy that i am seeing currently and that's how uh, people are being encouraged uh, to uh, to stay motivated and stay relevant and uh, do you see any permanent changes happening because of uh, this period right that going forward as well companies will now have to be mindful for, of some of these things or what are some of the lessons for companies to integrate into their business as usual behavior as well once things are you know probably back to normal or as close to normal yeah. as possible yes very pertinent question because by the time maybe we will be out of this it could be two years or close to two years that we have done things like that so when first wave happened everybody was like how would we work from home it's kind of impossible those certain organizations were already doing but now nobody was doing it at this scale second wave uh, when it hit in april people were already ready hardly anybody was in office uh, even governments had their regulations that you can be only 30% in office or 50% in office so hybrid model is what is going to work uh, everything would have happened work from home unless we realize that engagement level started going down after a while in beginning people started loving this new routine but later on the learning came or the reality hit that though you are home uh, you are getting disconnected from the people those water cooler remarks that mental well being started getting affected so uh, that is one thing second there are people who don't have infrastructure they don't have um, large houses where they can operate there are a lot many family members also especially in mumbai where real estate is really very high 
so these things uh, taught us that we could not be 100% work from home but it's going to be a hybrid model forever so that is one of the learnings and second learning is adaptability you have to adapt to current situations when i had to start uh, talking to people over zoom it took me a while to understand how it operates but today i log in at the same moment when the time has been given earlier uh, i would be joining 15 minutes at least just to figure out how things are so adaptability is another thing and finally i would say resilience is what covid has taught us 3 years ago or 2 years ago we were not hiring for resilience but today we are hiring people if there are two equal candidates and i have to find out who should be in my uh, company it would be somebody who has shown resilience through their life so these three learnings uh, i would say that um, have been very prominent learnings from covid thanks for sharing those insights uh, gauri so moving on to a different topic i know which is very close to your heart that is women empowerment i know that you are very vocal about this as well uh, so what are uh, some of the gaps that you still see uh, from a gender equality perspective when it comes to workplace uh, women empowerment and gender equality are two terms which we've now been using for a very long time uh, but what do you think are some of the biggest challenges and gaps which still exist yes again a very pertinent topic and you rightly said very close to my heart uh, because i have seen those times when uh, i had series of rejections when i had to come back to um, back from maternity break and most of the times the reason would be a nuclear family a very young kid who will take care of her and uh, how would you work uh, here because Uh, you will have to work here till seven thirty. Who will take care of her? You don't have anybody at your home to take care of her. So those kind of things I have seen, and then pay cuts with which I had to re-enter the workforce. So these are some of the issues. But now I would uh, relate it to even uh, wellness or each and every practice that organization is is taking care of, uh, be it leave. so whatever government has given beyond that are you supporting your women when it comes to maternity break are you really allowing them to operate from home or they need to be in office every time now we have awakened to this possibility that this is there pay uh, range is also another reason uh, so this is from the side of organizations that what more they can do uh, but for even from the side of uh, our women there are lot many things that they need to do because many a time they just think that they are not good enough they are not made for this it's a second income and with those set of thoughts they don't negotiate they don't open up to the challenges they are facing and they don't ask for it they don't ask for help they don't network so women have to take these steps in right directions and organizations have to support as well if we want to really achieve that gender equality so very interesting thing that you brought up there when you said that some women think that they are not good enough uh, right so i also read a, a study that uh, women are more likely to under assess themselves mm-hmm. for a given job whereas men are more likely to over assess themselves yeah. uh, is that something which holds true for india as well as a geography or it's more western uh, and secondly why is this the case yeah so very true and uh, besides as a, as a whatever experiences i would have gained in as a char professional i am also part of multiple uh, women oriented group um, i have founded one a lean in circle and we are around 93 women there 
uh, and we do discuss these things and these are realities so a woman would not apply for a job unless she is really sure that it's 100% matching the job descriptions and the skill and then they feel that uh, i am not good enough for this role how can i do this so yes these are realities and it comes from the upbringing that we have got uh, when the man of the house enters and women of the house also enters at the same time the women is the woman is expected to get a glass of water or make tea this is what is was happening things are improving especially in cities but um, in tier 2 or tier 3 places we still see the same scenario that women are responsible for both now they want to step out and uh, the household chores even for kids are bringing women are the one who take who take a break it's not men who take this responsibility so yeah whatever biologically not feasible to transfer beyond that it should be equal it should be an equal family but that's not happening though i'm seeing the signs and especially because women are out there now there is lot of effort from government from organizations and ngos and women themselves also so they are awakening to this reality that they are good enough and they have they can make a mark like men so uh, it's interesting that we are sitting in appraisal season and self self assessment is uh, pretty important right because if you assess yourself in the right manner only then can you go out uh, and ask for Absolutely. what is the right due for you uh, so what are some quick recommendations that you would like to give give to the women who are watching us today so that they self assess themselves in the right way and can go and ask for what's uh, their right yeah so self awareness would be first thing uh, identify your skills identify your strengths there are lot many tools available now to find out what are your strengths you can seek feedback from your uh, friends your well wishers but don't rely on the feedback fully because uh, unless you are 100% sure that the person is eligible to give you a feedback they are good enough to give you a feedback don't go by it because i have had a very negative personal experiences going by feedback of someone uh, so don't do that uh, but uh, rely on whosoever is your well wisher and is good enough to give you a feedback connect with lot many groups and find out what what is good about you you can speak with your um, colleagues they will tell you what are your uh, kind of weaknesses and what are your strengths once you have this self awareness try to find out these are on technical sides and uh, some other areas now leadership is another area where you need to really find out what is good and what is not good once you have these try to work on each and every trait that is required for a particular job uh, say for example you are uh, eyeing for a strategic hr job so first thing would be business acumen to find out the behaviors which are required for business acumen and um, align whether you are doing it or whatever can be added second is strategic thinking so these would be traits you can identify five to seven traits and then uh, decide what is your rating at that point of time so a uh, 10 is the highest rating and you are at 5 then try to bring it to 7 or 8 whatever you think is possible in say 6 months to 1 year time so one is finding out what is required second is now aligning yourself with the requirement and third is upskilling yourself for that you can do um, mentoring i mean you can seek support from a mentor who has been great in this particular area they can guide you because you can uh, 
quickly learn the traits of the particular trade when you have a mentor so that's a third thing which you should do and fourth be consistent because consistency is the one which will give you results so whatever efforts you are putting in get them validated through your mentor and then continuously work on them so these would be four things i will suggest cool cool uh, thanks for sharing those uh, nagori we've spoken about your field of work uh we've spoken about a topic which we know that you are very passionate about now let's talk a bit more about you uh so you you've been a linkedin uh, person of the year 2020 what does that the recognition mean to you and uh how do you use linkedin as a, a platform what is the meaning that the, it has in your professional life yeah so the recognition and linkedin is all about networking um i have met uh, wonderful people through linkedin and that would i would treasure that forever what i do is i connect with seven people every week i have a large uh, connection database now so it's 32000 plus that people connected to me on linkedin obviously i can't uh, connect with them everybody one on one but seven people a week is what my target is and when i meet with them there's so much diversity of thought that uh, you can't uh, i mean you can't be away from learning more and more so that is one thing linkedin helps me network with the right people learn from them and develop those bonds like i talked about this leaders lifting leaders the lean in circle it started in june july last year and we are now 93 plus 100% of the connects are from linkedin and now we meet uh, twice in a month over zoom for one and a half hours and we share our thoughts ideas and how we can help each other grow so that is one thing second thing is when i write post on linkedin i uh, pick up data from multiple sources one i would have read something and i would have shared my thoughts second i might be learning something and i need more thoughts so it's kind of thought sourcing through linkedin because if you look at the comments on my post it would be generally around 100 150 and in those comments lies all the words of wisdom because so many people writing about their experiences on the particular topic gives me loads of learning and third is uh, writing because i want to revise something i had read something and now i want to revise and get more views on it so learning networking connecting with people and making those bonds are four things about linkedin thanks for sharing those i'm pretty sure that it'll be pretty helpful to everybody who wants to you know make a mark uh, on linkedin and grow their followership and want to use the platform in a better way uh, so thanks a lot for that now uh, the next question is something that you know we we ask a lot of people uh, because uh, it at some level matters a lot to everyone that is work life balance right and and you're a natural professional and you obviously you know are a professional so you try to maintain your own balance uh yes. so what are your hacks on how do you ensure that you are at all times refreshed and never face that burnout of sorts and that work life balance uh remains for you yeah thanks for bringing this up because um, it's easy to slip and enter that zone of burnout and you will not be able to come away from there unless you put in lot of efforts so it's better to be cautious and know your limits so that you don't overcommit 
so two three things that i have seen uh, though for me the work life balance works very well because i follow discipline and i can say no if there's any call after 6 6:30 and it's an emergency and we know these days there are challenges with covid i would definitely say that if it can wait till tomorrow let's wait because it's already 6:30 and i need to have my me time so that is one thing second is asking for help uh, i do not think that i am a superwoman and i can do everything so i uh, rely on my family to support me even when there was no mate even my 12 years daughter was helping us through doing dishes and my husband was helping with other things so seeking for help is another thing because i am no super woman i have learned it through experience and uh, i really follow this and uh, third is having your own discipline in terms of whatever time you are spending you are uh, much more productive uh, than anybody else so your productivity should be very high it should be 100% it should not be that you spend 2 3 hours on a particular call because uh, you ended up talking anything and everything during your work time so have a fixed routine 9:30 to 6 whatever time you work but work with full mindset so what i do is i close my uh, household chores by 9 9:30 and then i start my day after that i take only one break which is related to lunch so that break uh, press, uh, preparing for lunch and having it and then i am at work again till 6 6:30 so but after that and before that i am not available for work because i'm spending full energy and full time in during this period so i'm really productive and i don't have to then uh, step out of this boundary so these are the things and finally uh, there should be a way to plan your day so when i am making my to do list i first check what can wait what can be eliminated what can be delegated what can be what can be kind of extended or can be totally uh, forgotten for say one month or so and finally what is critical so once i have my critical for the day i would be unavailable for everything else because i will be focusing so focus is another thing that i would suggest thanks for sharing those insights gauri now uh, moving to uh, the last part of our interview which is uh, a series of set questions that we ask all our guests uh, and uh, the first one is uh, given that we are featuring you as part of our fs change maker series uh, we would love to uh, you know hear an incident or a story from your life which has had a pivotal impact on who you are as a person or has made you into the kind of person you are okay so going back to my childhood uh, uh, or uh, talking about my college days i would be so these were the questions which are asked to me uh, you would not be able to make your career forget about even getting a job now this was told to me because i started my career from guwahati assam now everyone knows that that's not a good place to do that and the story goes like this um, i did my engineering and i wanted to go for uh, mba i appeared for entrance exam and secured good marks but life had some other plans for me and before going to college i went to mandap i got married off and then with my husband i went to guwahati uh, here i was in guwahati and uh, i am trying struggling to get a job that was that too in 2005 there was nothing which i could uh, think of in terms of uh, making a career and people were right when they said you will not be able to do anything your career is doomed 
and here my friends were who were earning in dollars they were in us because i was a computer engineer it was a class of computer engineers so that was one thing which uh, made me realize that you may plan something but you may not get across uh, things you may not uh, get uh, to execute those plans so you have to always be ready with whatever life throws on you it's like getting lemons and keep on making lemonades another incident so i studied in madhapuram medium it was a very small village the school was like just a hall and irrespective of which standard you belong to you would be in the same hall so everybody studied together whether it was uh, standard 1 uh, or standard 8 this is the kind of school i studied in and uh, then when i went for engineering the challenge was communication i was good at academics but um, english was not uh, was very difficult for me so i still remember there used to be a subject of english and uh, every day we used to get assignments so first day i went to a friend asking her help because i was very poor in english uh, she, she she guided me and second day when i went to her she said you come every day why do you come to me every day i'm not going to help you so this is the kind of response you will get from people and you have to be ready with it so this is my message that do not get bogged down by whatever challenges life is facing on you whatever your past has been what people have told you you have to have focus and you have to have this thought in your mind that i am going to make a mark for myself and you must be able to do it with your discipline with your passion and consistency now and uh, given the challenges you faced and where you've reached in your career is definitely heartening and you know uh, inspiring for everybody who's watching us uh, today uh, so thanks a lot for sharing those uh, you know details uh, so last we will move on to our rapid fire uh, round which is a series okay. of three questions which are set in stone and every guest gets gets the same questions uh, so we'll start with the first one which is who are the three indian women who inspire you my mom my daughter i have learned a lot from her and kiran baby an impressive choice i must say uh, the next question is what are the five wardrobe staples that you need to have with you at all times yeah and that's a difficulty because when it comes to western clothes uh, you don't have much choices uh, and it's good to know from you today that your your organization is doing something about it so we we should have i think it should be a combination of all three the the traditional one uh, a good sari which can be uh, worn at um, for meetings uh, for various functions i'm referring to corporates and uh, then there should be a good um, salwar kurta also because sari may not be possible all the time and definitely a western but i am um, so short of choices there so i'm looking forward to now whenever lockdown is open going to your uh, shop is it online offline i'm not aware uh, but i'm going to do more research on this cool thanks uh, for sharing that uh, the final one would be any parting remarks to all our audience today yeah so i would say that um, adaptability agility and consistency are key today you have to be adaptable like we have done in last one year this is how the world is going to be every day is going to be a new day and you have to adapt to your situations you can't say tomorrow that i don't like a hybrid work environment because that's how the world is going to be so be 
have this adaptability in your mind that okay two days i can work from office and i will be productive three days i will be home and i'll still be productive so that is adaptability agility keep learning now my example i did my psychology masters after 13 years of experience because i really required it thinking that if i have to do well in human resources i need to understand human psychology better and i'm continuously learning few weeks ago i did a course in design thinking because i design policies for my organization i design strategies and their design thinking really comes handy so overall you have to uh, do these and finally consistency of efforts because if you don't have discipline and consistency any efforts taken would not make us reach the goal so those are the things and uh, you must inspire you must aspire to inspire before you expire is my mantra thanks so much gauri it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you thanks for taking out the time thank you so much for wonderful questions and thought provoking ones i'm sure our viewers get benefited by it thank you so much thank you